Welcome to the Clam Bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. I almost just said I'm Lindsay Stidham because that's how it's written in this document. <laughs> I'm Angela Gullner. And I'm Lindsay Stidham. And we want to be better feminists. Yes, we do. Each week we interview different guests about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. Being a human is tough. And being a feminist is complicated. But our best resource is each other. So let's get talking. Welcome Woo. to the Clamish. Hi. 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 Today we have Marcy Please pronounce your last name for me because I don't want to mess it up. Jaro. That's not what I how what how I was going to pronounce it. You know what? Jaro. I'm going to be honest. I don't care how anyone <laughs> says it. Really? Why am I just a name? Is it what's what? Where does it come from? It's a French. Oh, name. I was gonna. I wanted French. to be like Jaro. Yeah, and anyone, Jaro. if you have any Louisiana listeners, they'll be pretty oh, familiar with that last name. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of us down there. Cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcy is an amazing actor and writer from Louisiana, and she's a performer and faculty member at the famed Upright Citizens Brigade, which is like how I first met Marcy. You coached a team of mine. I wish I could remember what team it was, but... Oh, I'm no glad idea. that you don't, because I was like, uh-oh. I just know that, like, Ryan Hitchcock was a part of it. <gasps> yes, 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 Blake, yes. Maybe Blake Coke was part of it before it got, you know, the times, the times. I feel like I remember <laughs> the... I remember... The living room. Yeah, I remember in, the living room too. But I can't remember everyone else. Yeah, me neither. But good times. Good times. <laughs> improv, those imp- crazy improv days. There's many teams that come and go. Um, but Marcy's very funny through, through it all. And she became a house team performer at UCB New York and then moved to LA. And now she can be seen performing with Search History. Which uh, UCB is that at? Sunset? That's or at, Franklin? no, UCB Franklin. UCB um, Franklin. 11 p.m. on Sunday nights. It's pretty late. But that's we, late, but great. We have good audience, too. We're yeah. very lucky. Yeah. And it's fun because that's, um. I mean, I wouldn't call that a feminist group, but it's mostly women. It is rad nice. ladies. I guess group. it is. I've seen you guys. It's a fun show. I mean, we're always like, not, we're being inappropriate, but I guess because we're women being inappropriate, that does make it. More feminist? That makes it okay. Yeah. We cross a lot of boundaries, guys. <laughs> yeah. We do a lot of in, insensitive things. Um, but we have a boy. We have one boy. So you're covering your... You're fine. Yeah. yeah we, you're totally fine. We reached out. Um, <laughs> and you've been on five Herald teams. I've been on so many Herald teams. That's amazing. For, for those of us like moi who don't have an improv background, what is that? what does that mean? So it's the first house team you auditioned to be on at UCB, mm. and I was on two in New York, uh, my first Beverly Hills, second was Badman, and then moving out here, uh, but on three, before I moved to Search History, which was a weekend team created by Fran Gillespie, yeah. famed mm. SNL writer. Oh. She's been in SNL for years now. Yeah. She's killing it. And That's it's amazing. long form improv, and the Herald is a form. And if yeah. you're a comedy, oh, wait, if you're a comedy Her- nerd, <laughs> the then Herald like, is a form created by Del Close yes. in Chicago and brought to the brought to New York by the UCB four that eventually out to LA. Great, yes. you don't need to know anything else other than that. Fabulous. It's like a really good study in rule of threes slash screenwriting. I think I'm a better screenwriter because I studied the Herald. It definitely helps. Yeah, yeah. it helps yeah. you understand like um, I don't know, like character game, the idea of like you know, playing through this lens that we're going to heighten. So whatever. Who cares? But who when I start cares? talking about it, I literally am like, I'm going to do an improv <laughs> whenever I start talking about it's it. It's great because you can just do it anytime. It's very you true. Just jump up and do it. You just got to grab some friends and do it. You may also have seen Marcy all over your television screen. I've had some under fives. You may remember. Yes. Um, uh, comedy, comedy, bang, bang. The Birthday Boys, Adam Ruins Everything, <laughs> Throwing Shade, which we just had Erin Gibson on recently. Oh, I love Erin. Oh, she's hilarious. Loosely Exactly Nicole, which I guess I can say it. I auditioned for that show so many times and no luck. Uh, for the role of, for Jin D'Angelo's part? Yes, but she's hilarious. Yes. I mean, it's not a lot of funny people auditioned for it that did not get it. So She's hilarious. Um, so is Nicole. Yeah. Um, you've been... In the to-do list and the last word, and you wrote, starred, produced short film called Relationship Goals that is absolutely incredible. Thank you. Yeah, um, we're gonna dig into gonna it dig today. Into. And you also love go- love ghosts, which yes. I want to devote a little time to. I your love obsession with ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> I love that. I love ghosts too. I full on believe in them. They're great. <laughs> I'm glad I, they're around. <laughs> I'm glad they're. I'm glad that something's around. Yeah. 
I go back and forth. Like I want them to be real most of the time because it seems fun. Also, I was raised Catholic and it's part of our indoctrination. Well, and but then it scares me because the idea of like demons being around, like that part of it really terrifies me. Right. So I, I go back and forth between being okay with it or yeah. like things like I can't watch The Exorcist careful, because part you, of me thinks it's real. If you open yeah. yourself up to ghost energy too much, those demons might get you. Lindsay, that's <laughs> so <Aww>. mean. <laughs> I'm wide open. I'm wide open. Those you grew do- up Catholic too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, fun. And my family, believe like they're all believers of paranormal things. Yeah. So. Cool. That's old school Catholicism right there. It's like so supernatural. Yeah. But even just like my my parents have both had like experiences with mm-hmm. ghosts or spirits. Uh, yeah. Like no one in the family is that skeptical. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah. They're around. <laughs> They're around. You got to get some holy water. But are you from yes. New Orleans specifically? And not from New Orleans. No? I'm from like a little tiny town um, that's called Watson, Louisiana. But it's cool. not even on a map. Can you do that? The Cajun accent. Yeah, I can do that accent. Uh-huh. Yeah, really. Yeah, this is uh, my uncle, my uncle Chinook. He's a Cajun man. He's my my aunt's uh, husband. Uh, Mossy. Uh, yeah, I'm just, just like, like so I love overjoyed. That. I love that accent I, so much. It's so confusing to me. Oh, I there's like a series of like jokes like that are called Boudreaux and Thibodeau jokes. Uh huh. And um, like Boudreaux jokes. Um, but I taught one of my improv teams like. I told them one of the jokes, and then they were like, let's write some. So they started writing their own, and then they had me. It was like we were in Big Bear for the weekend. So they wrote a bunch of jokes, and then I read them to them in the accent. (laughs) That's great. Boudreaux and Thibodeau. That's amazing. The main thing is they're stupid and something gross happens. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like um, I'm from Minnesota, and we have like Sven and Oli jokes. Uh Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always kind of, it's kind of, they're not too smart. Yeah, it's just regional two guys that are dumb. Are dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, we got to start Oli the, and the Lena. two ladies. Oh, there are two ladies. Oli and Lena, they're married and okay. it's always, you know, jokes. Okay. Yeah. Boudreaux has a wife named Marie. Yeah. <laughs> Marie. Yeah. It's, I love that. Right. Oh my God. What a delight. Um, well, our first question for everybody on this podcast is, are you a feminist? Yes. Yeah. We have to be. <laughs> I mean, I would have told you that I was, like, probably my, like, I would have said it that I was, like, at least for the past 15 years. But I really started thinking about, like, the need for feminism. I think, I want to say it was, like, in 2011, there was a Adele Close marathon, not to go back into improv, but there was this marathon <laughs> in New York. They have it every summer, and there are, like, just, like, 72 hours straight of improv. Yeah. It's just like a ton of improv. It's the best. I think I'm too old to go now. I, I don't mean, think I, I could stay awake for My it. body feels too old yeah. to go. But it was one summer I wasn't there, but at one of the shows, there was this, um, this it was like an ASCAT show, and this guy told a story where he essentially, it's if you looked it up, there's Washington Post articles about it and stuff, and it started like this big like, just like conversation where everyone, so this guy told a story at this ASCAT where they just interview an audience member. Uh, and the story essentially was about how he coerced and forced himself on a woman. And he was telling it like it's a funny story. Like, he did not understand what? that what he had done was Wait, so wrong. What year did you say this was? It was in 2011. The story's basically like he worked at, I can't remember which improv theater, but he worked at one of the improv theaters in Chicago. He was a waiter there. And, uh, or he worked in the kitchen is what it was. And this woman was very drunk at the show and she had given her number to the waiter, to her waiter. And the waiter was like telling his coworker in the kitchen. And he was like, he's like, are you going to call her? He's like, no, she's shit faced. And so he takes the number and he calls her, he texts her, gets her hotel. She's from out of town, finds out what hotel she's in. Shows about her door when she realizes it's, it's not him. She's like, no, that's not who I want it. And then he, like, I forget all the details, but, like, he, like, talks his way into, like, coming into her room. And she's drunk. And then, like, he's like, I just got to use the bathroom. And then, like, the story unfolds. And, like, he's like, and then we started having sex. Uh, he's like, she was like, tell me, go, go, go. But then we had sex. And it's like, you raped someone and you don't even fucking know it. Sorry, can I curse? Sorry. Yeah, totally. And and that was like, it started like this huge conversation with a lot of women in the improv community. And uh, I remember being on email chains and just so many women coming forward about like what had happened to them. And like, 
I, honestly, there's there's enough reason to be a feminist without the, the, without rape culture. But like that was like the first the first time in my life where I was like, wait, 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 wait. You think that's a funny story? Yeah, like you don't even understand. Like I was like, no, 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 not fuck. Are we equal? You don't even think we're human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it kind of was like I just got so like enraged, and then like, and then it's like new things every every couple years. There's a cycle of this, and it feels like it's been faster. And like, and then right now we're in like this furious part of that, and then that's just part of it. And I also think about like I've had experiences of gender uh inequality in pay in my life or like or huge disparities in really? pay. Oh yeah. Um uh and, and like I'm like, yeah, that's it's that too. And also like, I mean not to jump too far into it, but like even with like the Louis C.K. stuff with like those two female comedians who honestly I still don't really know what their names are and isn't that fucked up. Oh. But when you think about that, like it's not even so much of what Louis C.K. did. Like I, I would hate to watch that old fat man jerk off, but like whatever. Yeah. I'd watch him jerk off ten times a week if it meant I had a career. But the fact that they were buried by one of the most powerful managers in the entertainment industry, Dave Becky, who I feel like not enough people are talking about and I probably mm. shouldn't be talking about it right now. <laughs> Now but I like, want to do some research. But the fact that they were, and he can say he didn't all you want, but they were on the rise and then they disappeared. Yeah. And I was like, jerk off in front of me every fucking day of the week. But ruin my career, my future, and all the women I would have helped, that is the patriarchy. Yeah. yeah. That's that sinister. is how we oppress women totally. in a way that he doesn't even think of. But I, you know whenever their names passed in front of him on his like email, whatever, pass. Yeah. Pass. Like, and probably all of three arts, like, you know, yeah. like, I, I, there's just no way you can convince me otherwise right. that it didn't devastate their really blossoming career. Mm-hmm. Like, who headlines festivals like they were doing and then disappears? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're doing stuff now, and I think that's great. And like, it's good that they're, but like, it's that kind of shit where like, we don't even know all the women, we, all the women that were turned away. All the women who didn't have like my asshole attitude of like, you want to keep me down like that. And not everybody can be like me. Not everyone can be. And also like, I'm still not successful. (laughs) Like, (laughs) well, I would, Well, you know, like I'm not like making my money that way. I'm like hustling still to like make it make it. So if you want to hire me, I just ruined my shot with Dave Becky. So, (laughs) um, you know, I'm looking for a job, writer, actor, director, I do it all. Um, but yeah, like I'm still struggling and I've seen a lot of yeah. men who I think were far less talented and ambitious and less workhorses than me make it. So I guess that's why I'm a feminist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So many so many good reasons. We're recording this on International <laughs> Women's Day, and I saw a tweet for someone that says, like, I could give a fuck about your international day. I would like a job. Or I would like your job, please. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all know people who who have jobs that they don't deserve that we could do 10 times better. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, that, is that my answer? I guess that's it. Oh boy, Dave Becky. (laughs) You think he listens to this? He's our, you know what? He's like our our most responsive. Yeah. 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 He emails us after every episode. He calls the hotline. You know know what though I will say about all that stuff is like any man could, I would forgive any past behavior if they start making it their business to To hire women, to hire women, to help women, like, I'll forgive it all. Because, I mean, that's, like, the hard thing about all this stuff coming out is, like, how, how like, no one wants to cop to it. No one wants to admit to it. So if you can't admit you have a problem, you never can fix it. Yeah. So men can't fix it if they're like, that would never be me. I never, couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Like, and every guy we know has been a part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I just couldn't even, I mean, we talked about this the other day, but, like, to have, like, Jane Fonda. And who did she present with? Um, Another... Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, two like <laughs> glorious women talking about like the Times Up movement, and then and they then give the to award, to, the Gary award Oldman, to Gary Oldman, yeah. which everyone likes to forget. Yeah, that he hit yeah. his wife in the face with the telephone. I mean, it just makes you be like, <laughs> yeah, we we're making progress, but we still have a long way right. to go. But like, it is that thing of like, if no one can admit that they're capable of it, 
then how do we ever fix it? So they, yeah. So it can't just be that we throw these men out, out of society. I mean, some we can. Like when people are repeat abusers. Like yeah. someone like Weinstein. Yeah. Throw him right out. Send him totally. to the island. Yeah. Take all of his money. If you're assholes. a serial rapist, you deserve to go. If you like uh, have had like weird indiscretions, like probably many men and women have had. Yes. We've yeah. got to have a conversation yeah. about yeah, it. But that's the thing we need. Like, that's what annoys me about the Aziz shit. Is mm-hmm. that like, did you guys talk about that on your podcast? We, we did. did. We had yeah. a whole episode about so it. So I think like with that whole like Aziz story, just like fess up. You yeah. wrote a fucking book about this yes. shit. Yeah. You cannot pretend like you think that's okay. Yeah. You literally make your money off pretending to be an ally and a feminist man. You can't behave and profit off of me this way anymore. Yeah. And so it's just like, just put, like, let yourself learn. Humble yourself and apologize. Talk about it on national TV and try to do better for yourself, for younger men. Like, go fucking teach. Like, who's telling 16-year-olds to not rape women? We just assume they're going to know? Yeah. They don't. They watched it on television in a way that's, like, cutesy. Yeah. Like, God, say anything is has created so many stalkers. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean that's what all all of those films are, or like kiss kiss her so good until she likes you know that kind of whole thing. Yeah, like, like yeah, like forcing a woman against a wall yeah. and shoving your like yeah, it's all it's but it's like we we don't want to have those conversations because no one wants to fess up to being the bad guy. And I'll just start by being like, yeah. I have internalized misogyny, racism, transphobia, all of that shit that I hate. Totally. I don't like it, but if I say that it's not possible to happen within within me, then how can I ever challenge it when it comes up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's embarrassing when you get called out and it hurts because it makes you feel sad that you did it. There's a lot, like someone yeah. said recently, there's a lot of heartbreak around admitting what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking but if you don't start cracking yourself open in that way and saying, am I a part of this? And what can I, like, do I like it? No. How can I change it? Yeah. Then, like, then nothing else. Then it's all status quo if we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I mean, uh, like, we'll get there with other questions, I'm sure. But, like, <laughs> it's hard to be a perfect feminist. It's oh, yeah. hard to be, like, a perfect human. But, like, you you can't just deny it. You, like, I think that's, like, a big issue with, like, white feminism right mm-hmm. now. Is that we're just like, no, you can't say anything because you don't know my oppression. It's just like we all have oppression yeah, in some way. Yeah. I think men are dealing with a lot of oppression that it's it's self-created. Yeah. Um, that like this toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. like that in itself is very oppressing. They have nowhere to put their rage and anger, so they thrust it right at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because anyway, they're like, is what heavy. is <laughs> – no, they don't know how they fit in right now, which is like – It's I'm hard. I'm that from a lot of men that I think want to do better. So even if they're saying that out loud, maybe yeah. that is a step. I, I don't mean, know. Women, like we can remember – remember last November – when all those think pieces were written about how white women were the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were like, no, 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 not me. But not me. Yeah. But yeah, it but was. Yeah, us. Yeah, because yeah. so many of you <laughs> older white women went and voted for Donald but it's, Trump. But, but also <laughs> us, too. Like, and we're the problem, too. too oh, you yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Like, all of us. But we do benefit from that structure. Yeah. And, like, it's hard to admit sure. it. Because, like, yeah, I've also been, like, sexually assaulted. And mm-hmm. I also don't make any money. And, like... So like my life isn't perfect, but I can't pretend like I I don't benefit from it. Yeah, totally. And that is like the hardest thing. And yeah. I'm like, God, as someone who's like trying to walk the walk, I have had so many moments too while I'm doing it where I just feel like you fucking fraud asshole. Totally. And it's just like confronting that and yeah. being like, all right, well, how do I not be a fraud? Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, last year too, when when the shit really hit the fan, I was like, "Can I even own this word without being in a march every weekend?" Like, I was like afraid of taking ownership of the word feminist as well, because I'm like, if I can't be in a march every weekend, I'm not doing something every week to like make a difference. Then like, fuck me. Like, I definitely like had like a breakdown of like, yeah, what what do we do now? The world is fucked, and I gotta be doing something, but. This podcast is one of the things I decided to do. Yeah, I mean, I think just like being an ear for other women uh, or being a voice for them is really important. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Yeah, It's not easy. It's not easy. No, it's not. It's definitely not. But I like this piece of media that you made, and I want to talk about it. Oh, good. Excellent. It's less intense than uh, rape culture in America. (laughs) 
But there are, but it does touch on some really intense things in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really vulnerable, funny. It touches on like, all kinds of amazing there's things. There's just a lot of, uh, it's just so relatable. I, you know, just like so many times when I was watching it, I was like, oh, been there, been there, been there, been there. You know, it, that's that makes me so happy to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been a few years since I uh, wrote and created um, or produced this and started mm-hmm. it. Um, um, and it was, I got to give props to Nick Stanage because we were going to make another short film or what were we were going to do. We were going to make, we were going to f- um, like make a pilot. And then I was like, well, when we're done with the pilot, I have this other idea. And he was like, and I told it to him. He was like, let's not do the pilot. Let's do that. Let's do that short film. Mm-hmm. So um, he would meet with me and like be, basically be like, my check-in like I would like meet with him and and because I knew he was going to be my director and so um we would just meet every few weeks and like I'd give him the progress and like I really because I can be such a slow writer Mm -hmm. like I have a million ideas but it's sometimes hard for me to like actually like put it to paper because I've been doing improv too long (laughs) and it makes me scared of permanence so to actually like put it down and have someone be like no I think this is good enough um it was really helpful and he was like a really great collaborator for me specifically because he um we have a, a similar sensibility but also like um if what in moments where I can be a bit bossy <laughs> he like it was very accepting of that and like yeah. very open to my ideas so awesome well, sh- I want to play a little clip yeah it's called um, relationship goals relationship goals you can see it on the youtubes um I'm going to play a little clip that I really like because it's like feels very directly like male female role reversal for me. I loved it. So we'll play it. Is he your boyfriend now? I don't know. How are you supposed to know those things? Well, have you talked about it? Oh god. The last thing I want to do is talk about our relationship. I don't know. He spends a lot of nights over though. Sounds like a boyfriend to me, girl. Mm. How's that sex? Well, last week we had sex for over two hours one night. That is awesome. No, it was exhausting. <laughs> well, did you try sticking a finger up his butt? God, no. Do you do that with you? I have to. Damn, he's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it even ends. I, I didn't notice that before. You said, damn, he's a woman. I said, use a woman. Oh, use, use a, a woman. woman. Got it, got it. <laughs> Use a woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're playing basketball in that scene. Yeah, so you're fun playing basketball and talking about how you don't want to commit. And I fucking love it. Because that scene has been done a million times with men and you've never seen it with women. Well, yeah. and the flip side of that scene is a uh, with um, in that a- actress, um, the other actress in that scene is Allison Miller, who's amazing. She was um, great, too. She's, she's so great. Really great. And she's on my basketball team. That's how we met. <laughs> so we were in a women's basketball league. That's awesome. But like originally, you know, like talking about internalized massage. Um, originally, so the other flip side of the scene is Drew Tarver and Mike Mitchell uh, having coffee and croissants, mm-hmm. talking about the relationship on from there, from Mike's perspective. Um, uh, and I like wrote a pass of this script, and Trisha McAlpin, uh, who's one of my good friends, uh, amazing writer from Brooklyn Nine Nine, and like screenplays and stuff. Um, she read it and was like, "Wait, why are the boys playing basketball?" And this, and I was, she's like, you're on a basketball team. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> what's wrong with me? That I had us like, like, I had us watching them play basketball, like in the stands. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my god, these guys couldn't play basketball if I if I paid them. <laughs> like, and I didn't pay my actors. Sorry, Sag, I wasn't a part of you yet. Um, but like, I was like, yeah, like, why would I ask these two numb numb nuts to go play basketball? <laughs> Drew and Mitch can't do that. Yeah. But uh, Alice, and also all the shots made were. Allison. She's a much better point guard um, than I am. Um, but I was like, it's such a weird thing that I didn't realize it. Like, I needed someone to challenge me. And I was like, no shit. Mm-hmm. No shit. Yeah. So I can't take full credit for that. But it was about like, God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> that's crazy, though, that an outside observer was like, no, that's what, that's you. But that you, is like us life. falling into our own tropes of like what we think, like our own like ideas of like, what is a movie? What is it supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like, I feel like so long I like hesitated writing. I like haven't written like before that. I didn't write. I wrote like a screenplay and that was it. Or in two musicals. Um, but I hadn't written a ton. 
um, because I was like very uh, afraid of writing. Uh, and so like, I don't know what my point was, but just that, like, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy that like you have to like force yourself to think, I don't know, you need someone to tell you you can do it and to be like, wait, 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 wait. You're so stuck in what you think you need to be watching or what you need to, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. I was so th- caught up thinking about what I needed to be writing and the type of stuff I, I should be writing that I wasn't thinking about what I wanted to write. And this was the first thing that I wrote that I was like, no, this is what I want to write. Yeah. Um, instead of me being like, let me do a single cam comedy, yeah. which is great, but also like, I kind of have a darker sense of humor that I think comes out in this. It's like, it's funny, but it's not like always like, it's not joke funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 There was one moment that I was like, oh shit. And I wonder if it's based on something that you experienced. There's a moment um, where um, Allison's character's boyfriend takes bread away from her and tells her not to eat carbs in the morning. <laughs> I, I had a ex-boyfriend who would like, and I... And I've had a lifetime of eating disorders that he knew about, and he would, uh, like, take my fork away and, like, tell me when I was done eating and, like, do crazy shit like that. No. <laughs> That's okay. So I haven't had anything like that. I've, uh, um, I feel like I make most men cower, but, um, <laughs> but... I, I I think that was sort of inspired by uh, I was hanging out with a, a couple friend of mine and the woman was slouching much like I am now mm-hmm. and I saw her partner tap her back and she sat up straight and I was just like hey, what a weird microaggressive control yeah. thing yeah. which maybe was an agreement they had and I don't know about it yeah maybe, like, maybe she was just like please help me work or something. yeah maybe she's just like I gotta do this I need it I need <laughs> yeah. your help and that could be what it is and that mm-hmm. could also be like a lot of couples things, but just in that moment where you're like, even if you made that agreement when someone does it, how much it pisses you off. Yeah. That you're yeah. like, oh, now I told you you could look. I told you you could have input on this. And now you are. Yeah. And that, that kind of like, oh, I didn't mean it if yeah. I said it. Yeah. Or or that like maybe they didn't too. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. I just loved that moment. It is a good moment. And yeah. I wanted, like, Drew was so perfect in that part because he's so fun and likable, but what a dick. Oh, he's my God. such an asshole. I loved, like, I started liking him, and then by the end I was like, get out of get this away. woman's life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just, like, That's the little right. things that whenever you think someone has a perfect relationship, yeah. that, like, no, they don't. Everyone has to deal with someone annoying them all the time. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's got their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of intimate moments, I would like to play one, and then we'll talk about it. Hey. Hey. Actually, you mind if I keep my shirt on? Why? Oh, I'm just gonna put it on again when we're done. Oh. I didn't know that was an option. Can I just wear a shirt then? We can just both wear shirts while we have sex? Yeah, sure, if, if you want to. Okay. Great. Then this one right here. Great. <laughs> and sex. <laughs> and then uh, sex. <laughs> oh, Mike Mitchell really gets me in that moment. <laughs> oh, God. I feel his pain, like, literally, in that moment. But what then, it, but then, uh, but then he also is not noticing you. So I feel pain on both so sides. So we should paint the picture. You're yes. wearing this, like, gorgeous lingerie, and you've, like, clearly taken time to get gussied up yeah i'm trying to spice it up you spice it yeah oh and it's that classic inattentive mm-hmm. guy thing of yeah. him playing with his phone and being like oh sex okay um, <laughs> and just i i you know what it's really funny when writing it i i and this scene is actually what the whole short is based around uh it was i was inspired to write it years and years and years before like but as a sketch and uh, and I don't even I couldn't tell you what it meant to me back then. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of my ideas are like this: where when I have it, I don't even know what I mean when I have it, and then it kind of like reveals itself to mm-hmm. me over time. Because I was I, 
I think I just thought it was funny the idea of people having making compromises and then no one being happy. Yeah, that was maybe the source of it. They're like how unsexy uh, real sex can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. But over time and thinking about it, like it's been a few things that like it means to me now. It's like one how vulnerable women have to be constantly. Like mm-hmm. we're constantly like put on display mm-hmm. and that men don't. They're just, that's not part of their walk. They don't understand it. Like maybe there are like some men who like, especially men who are like uh, not straight or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, who are kind of, who are presenting in a way that is more like what we would call feminine and like, mm-hmm trying to look attractive for other people. But, like, for the typical dude that we're dating, yeah. they truly don't care. They're just doing the bare minimum, which is fine. But also, like, the expectation of what we have to do. And, so high. And then also on the flip side, there's this thing of, like, men are insecure too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, like, men can have body issues just like women. And mm-hmm. we kind of, like, I remember there was a time in my life where I would have laughed at that. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's true. It's, like, both these issues kind of coming together and, like, us not addressing them in the moment and mm-hmm. then just kind of having, like, unhappy sex because of it. Yeah. 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 But it is not based on real life. Because I feel like that's when people think. But I'm <laughs> the like, thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. That one's not. It was an imagination thing. But, like, yeah. it is sort of interesting. Like, we're supposed to be so vulnerable right now and you can't put your skin to mine yeah. kind of idea. Then yeah. I think that's, like... I don't know, it goes deeper than just like the sex, but just like a lot of relationships are like that. That Like I'm trying to connect with you right now and you think that I'm just part of your day. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. What motivated you to want to go this intimate in a short film? I mean, like I said, I think that the scene was based around that. So there's no, like, actual nudity. But it, for me, like, as especially as, like, a woman who is a fat woman, uh, uh, that's what I'm calling myself these days. We'll see if I change it. But, like, right now I'm comfortable with that. But, like, yeah, I'm a big woman and, like, you don't see my body in lingerie. Mm-hmm. But I it I couldn't do it any other way. I would have done it with full nudity if I were more comfortable, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think that would have been more impactful. But I wasn't ready then sure. in that day. Um, But maybe today I might. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not that I, not that I like, look at it. But I'm like, well, I'm not. My big thing is like, no, I'm not tricking anybody with clothes anyway. So, like, it's not like people are like, oh, wait, she's not skinny. Uh, she's not perfect. So, like, that idea that, like, that, like, I needed to show some skin to show the flip side of, like, him not being vulnerable. Mm. Um, and I think it's just, like, I wish I would have been a little braver in the moment to, like, mm. show full skin. But also, like, if I had it to do, I mean, God bless. I loved my crew. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, me and a bunch of guys. I was There was no women there yeah. that day. It was, yeah. like... Me and dudes, and so I don't think I could have. Like, I would not okay. have been able to do it. Yeah. Um. But I do think it is important to to show like there's never like I don't think you'll see the most famous uh big women like Melissa McCarthy or Rebel Wilson or like Gabrielle Sidibe. You won't see them in a sex scene with nudity. Mm. Right. You'll see them in a sex scene that's funny. Yeah. Right. And that's Rebel's wh- the star of an upcoming romantic comedy, and I am so curious. I know there will be a sex scene because she is the star. Yeah. And she's with like a stereotypical hot, like hot dude. I can't remember who, but I'm very which, curious. Wait, which actress? Uh, Rebel. Rebel. Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll look it up for us. But yeah. I'm so curious how they're going to handle that. And because, it is hard because yeah. like they're it's a comedy. I'm sure. So like yeah. they're going to play it for laughs. But like. You never see like bodies like mine in yeah. it where it's not like funny. Right. Where it's not like look how all the all the failure, like how unsexy yeah. the sex is. Yeah. And although that is what I'm doing as well, that it wasn't sexy. But yours is like a very human. Yeah. You're not the butt of any jokes. Oh, neither yeah. of you are. It's a kind, sensitive. I honestly, that's why I started writing. Like yeah. I went through a few pilot seasons where I was like, what? Do you think of fat people world? Yeah. God, we're just oversexed, lazy, and don't know boundaries. Like, I guess, like, I literally had to bring cookies to an audition once to eat them while auditioning. And I was like, how fucking humiliating. Like, can I just be a person who we don't, like, 
like where I'm not having to talk about the size of my body or like all my shortcomings. Like that's why I kind of hate This Is Us. Like the first season of like yeah. Chrissy Metz's character. It's just like she's fat and sad. She's sad and fat. Yeah. She's so sad because she's so fat. And it's just yeah. like let me have something else. And it, I especially in comedies don't want to be the butt of your joke because of my size. No more than anybody does because of their race. Right. Yeah. Like if you replace like fat with any other thing a person can be. Yeah. Like. People would be like, oh, you can't do that. But it's very comfortable. So it's interesting, too. And like this, like you brought up like calling yourself fat right now. Like I feel like people are scared of the word. Yeah, they don't want to say it. They're, they're scared. Like 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 people used to be scared of the word gay or yeah. black, you know. Yeah, like it's you, so interesting. Yeah, that like calling a kid gay in high school would be the biggest insult and calling a woman fat would be the biggest insult. Mm. But it's like, no, none of those things are insulting. And the fear around you even saying it or attributing that to me when I know that that's what I am, would you be like, but no, you're not fat because fat's disgusting and bad and you're not, and that's yeah. all I hear though yeah. is when people are yeah. like, but no, you're not fat. I'm like, the amount of people in my life who've told me, I don't think of you as fat. I'm like, then what do you think of me as then? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is fat so, so, so bad yeah. that you can't, like, I can't claim it? Yeah. And it's, like, a weird thing. And that's truly what really pushed me into, like, writing. Yeah. How did you, I just can't, ima- auditioning is so bad as, like, a normal-sized white woman. Yeah. How did you manage that? I mean, with uh, can you specify, why did they ask, why even the cookies? Like, God. what the fuck? Like, I mean, they couldn't just the- imagine me eating cookies. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was really, I, I don't remember what the specific role was, but I remember, like, eating the cookie in the scene and then the lady being like, well, great, good job, thank you so much. And I was like, you have a great day. She's like, any day where you can eat cookies is good. I was like, well, if I have to, it's embarrassing enough. Bye. You said that? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like... Um, I mean, truly, I mean, I'll eat a cookie at home, but don't make me do it in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, even a like skinny person of, doesn't like, want to do that. Freak yeah. show thing, yeah. Even when I've auditioned for yogurt commercials, I had to fake eat the yogurt. I didn't actually eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, like, I don't even go out for commercials anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I almost have retired myself from, I'm a offer only no-name actress. <laughs> because, but uh, I retired myself from commercials two, no, a Two years ago, maybe? Because, like, one, I can't go out for any food products because fat women don't sell food. You can't. So that's, like, half the marketing. Like, that's half of it. Um, they If a fat person's eating food, it's, like, ugh, it's got to be bad food. Like, it's, like... Yeah. But it's, oh like, we God. all eat these things. Like, right. no one wants to, like... You know, it's embarrassing for anyone to eat a lean cuisine, but like for me to be like, I'm eating a lean cuisine, I just think of all the judgment that comes after also, that. I'm like yeah. literally flashing to like Skittles commercials in my head right now where everybody in a Skittles commercial is so fucking beautiful. Yeah. They're always Unless gorgeous. it's like a dumpy weird dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dudes can be dumpy. Yeah, dumpy weird yeah. dudes, they can do fine. But I feel like because it's like taste the rainbow, everybody's like brightly colored and beautiful yeah. and they're like... Skittles are like putting chemicals in their body, but, but they're so gorgeous. It's, yeah, it's in that. It's a. It, I get it. We all want to look at pretty things, um, but I also think that's like part of like the sickness of like America yeah. and how we all feel that yeah. we're all bad and um, that like if you don't show anyone who's like <laughs> over a size four who can fall in love, yeah, like and you don't show. Those people, like, you, we just don't see them having good, healthy, happy lives. Yeah. That, like, yeah, like, I can be overweight and maybe I should manage that better. But, like, there, the, like, there are so many other things that I can do that you're not letting me show people. Yeah. That, like, mm-hmm. and also, like, 60% of America I, I is, like, say. like, is not a straight size. Yeah. And, like, yeah. uh, then, like, what are we saying to those women that they don't get represented? Yeah. Yeah. Then everyone's always on, like, just spending an entire lifetime on a diet. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such yeah. a waste of it's, energy. Especially for most people who, like, I, I find, like, in the straight size range of, like, you might fluctuate 10 to 15 in your life and it won't ever fucking matter. Mm-hmm. You won't feel any better. You'll feel good when you step on the scale because you get that endorphin high of like a goal accomplishment. But then everything else in life still happens the same. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of theme. That's in my, a lot of theme. All my, wor- all my work is basically that like nothing will change anything. 
like that's what everything like all of my stuff like that's what relationship goals is about yeah. it's like that won't change anything that yeah. doesn't the person doesn't change anything almost right. everything that I write is like nothing changes anything you can change you right I love it when characters don't change in pieces though because I'm like I'm like in the midst of about ready to like do another huge outline of something and somebody keeps asking me about it and they're like what does this change and I just keep being like what if he doesn't change because <laughs> that's humanity yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that we don't or yeah. or that like a thing doesn't change for you. Yeah. yeah. Just sort of how you look at stuff changes. Yeah. Have you felt any change in the industry in recent years in terms of like what you're auditioning for or is it pretty much the same old? I mean, it will happen in waves where like at least there's more like opportunity sometimes yeah. where like they'll be looking to cast. Mm-hmm. Um, um, someone who's not straight size or but like truly we could what's an interesting thing is like I've like tested a few times and stuff like whenever I go test there'll be like one other actress who's big like me and then there'll be people who are different ethnic backgrounds Mm -hmm. so they're just trying to put someone in that role who isn't a typical skinny white woman yeah but it could be anybody anybody Mm -hmm. and it's really weird when you're like gotta be weird I mean it's also fine because it, it in a way it's sort of cool to be like the comic relief is going to be me or this very hot Asian woman. <laughs> and if that very hot Asian woman can even get by, she going to get it. <laughs> but, you know, like, and, and that is kind of cool to be like, well, it, it's not so much about your fat then. So every now and then that will happen. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I don't know. I, I don't think there's enough change. I don't think there's enough representation in the writer's rooms. Because, yeah. like, if you think about it, like, I mean – I I definitely I don't think I've lost jobs because of my size, but I do think I'm not like on the top of everyone's minds because of it. Mm. Like I'm not a cute twenty two year old like little thing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So like, and if a lot of people like making decisions are like guys, like I mean, people just kind of like do kind of have a little interest in someone, and yeah. not saying that it's all sexual, but like yeah, but like you know, like someone piques the interest of someone, yeah. Yeah. And then you pay attention to, th- and I've definitely had that with students that were like male and cute. That I'm yeah. like, I'll give a little more attention to a cute guy, mm-hmm. or even a cute girl that yeah. like that I'm than I would like someone who doesn't, you know, just doesn't catch my attention as well. And I think mm-hmm. that's like a, an interesting thing, like for someone who's like, well, I want you to like focus on my ideas, mm-hmm. but also like probably why I was loud at a young age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I catch your eye, but you're gonna. Fucking hear, hear me. me. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, somebody like Jill Soloway comes along and just breaks the casting mold to, like, yeah. pieces. And then you watch a show of hers, like, particularly for me, like, I Love Dick, like, just making yeah. me realize, like, beauty is so... It's everywhere. It's, yeah. it's, it's so different in so many ways for so many people. And it's like, and that's interesting to watch. Also that's like, so interesting to watch. It's so crazy. <laughs> I even think about it in myself. Like whenever I see things, like when someone is attracted to a character that I don't think is like standard beauty or mm-hmm. like male, female, whatever, um, then all of a sudden I'll start to notice that I'm a little more attracted to that mm-hmm. just walking by in life too. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like, I like when Prince died, I had like, I like really mourned him so hard. And then all of a sudden was like only attracted to little tiny brown men. (laughs) I was like, he was so beautiful. He was so beautiful, but like the morning made me be like, hello. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it just like was just like a, uh, yeah, it just reminded me like, oh, this is very attractive too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like if you don't ever see it, like then you kind of, it, that's like a weird thing that I don't know if that's a real thing, but it feels real for me. Like seeing something and feeling that it's like charming and fun on TV can, can, like translate into me finding that charming and fun in real life or giving it a second glance. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Also when like old white men seem to deeply embody evil right now, my eyes have been like very open to different types of people. Like there's also like the reverse, right? Where like the evil that bombards you every day, you're I mean, like, wait a minute, I don't think I like that anymore. crazy that bias can be both good and bad. Yeah. 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 It's insane. It's insane what we get bombarded with and how it affects us and how we don't even notice how it affects us for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, 
I just I wanted to circle back real briefly. The movie that Rebel Wilson is starring in is called Isn't It Romantic? And she gets trapped in a romantic comedy. And one of her love interests is Liam Hemsworth, which I think Ooh. is like really interesting and rad that that yeah. is the case. And I want to see them have sex, and I want to see what that sex scene looks like. So like, knock on wood that that I, is part of the movie. Rebel, if you don't show us nipples, you're a <laughs> show us your nips. You don't show us some titties. <laughs> I don't care. P- point those t- titties and all. Because when you got big ones, they go everywhere. <laughs> all the, all the more fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what has the reaction to your short film been like when you put it in the world? A lot of people have watched it. Yeah, I've been really lucky that a lot of people – because, like, I How have they found it and discovered it and – So we submitted to so many festivals, and we did not get into any but one, which is so crazy. One, one, if you're ever going to make a short film, guys, keep it under 15 minutes. Mine's 25. It's like an actual episode of television, and it's just a little too long for a short film program. So – that my big learning was keep it shorter, mm-hmm. under fifteen. The shorter the better. Um, so we only got into one, which is the Hollywood Film Festival, and we did like they had um, like a festival of like comedic shorts, mm-hmm. and we won our category. Oh, cool! Of like romantic comedies. Yeah. And so just by having that win, it made us searchable. Like, mm. and someone from Condé Nast reached out to us to awesome. put it up on their. Um, their site, which is called The Scene. Right. And so they've licensed it for two or three years. It might be coming up soon. So um, so they've licensed it, um, paid us very minimal. Like we made back maybe half our budget. Okay. Um, hey, we made back a little bit of money, which is helpful because yeah. one day all the cars got towed. So oh my God. Oh, the basketball no. scene, that oh one. Um, you uh, could almost make a movie oh for the cost of those parking tickets. Because I, I didn't want – I let the actors and the the crew pay their ticket because they shouldn't have parked there, but I paid the impound fee. Yeah. And I was like, that's a hard thing to do when you got no money, but yeah. I did it. Um, but um, so, yeah, we made back a little bit of money. Yeah. But and That's they, always a success with a short film, though, because short film is such a weird art yeah. form these days. It's yeah. like. But so, yeah. like, yeah, so then it. So their site has a lot of interesting and uh, varied content. So cool. people have found it there. That's awesome. Because um, I don't know how many views is it now. I don't even know. You have over 25,000 views, dude. That's amazing That's that 25,000 people spent almost a half hour mm-hmm. with me. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a rad. Um, so super grateful to that. But, yeah, um, I would love to do more. Yeah. You just got to make money. I want to direct now, too. Like, yeah. my big thing, like, I've been, like, really having a rough pilot season where I just, like, have too much anxiety. I'm not my best auditioning, and it's a totally different, like, I would tell you I'm a shitty actor, but I'm not positive I'm a shitty actor because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I do all right when I'm on set, but... I think you're a great actor. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. The short is so good. Everybody yeah. listening to this podcast, go watch the whole we'll thing. Link, we're going to link you'll, it. Really if good. you don't like me, you'll like somebody in it. Because we got... Um, it's an amazing... Everyone's the cast fabulous. Everyone's so good. It's I'm great. so lucky that they did it. Um, yeah. um, but I'm a bad auditioner. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just had, like, a day recently where I, like, was, like, having personal stress and then, like, had, like, two auditions in a row and, like, ran into someone and was, like, I'm being an asshole. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I hit something with my car and then I got out to look at it and stepped in dog shit oh, and just, like, God. cried right before going into a pre-read audition where the where I was, like, I'm not ready for this. And then I was, like, I don't – why am I doing this? Yeah. I'm, like – You're having your own rom-com day. I was having my own rom-com <laughs> day and I went home to my cat, um, yeah. who I truly love, so um, – but I was like, I don't have to do – like, I want to be an actor. I wanted to be an actor as a child. Like, I always wanted to be one because I wanted to tell stories. And I would, like – I remember going to play in the woods by myself and, like, acting out yeah. all these parts. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't recreating what I saw. I was creating the story myself. Right. And I always thought that that was what actors did. Mm-hmm. But actors don't do that. Actors read the lines that someone else created. And they stand the way a director tells them to. And they emote the way that the writer and director have agreed upon and the way that an editor cuts it together. And I was like, I could do what I want to do without having to wait for someone to recognize it in me by just doing it myself. Now, still, I have to, like, I'm still waiting for opportunity and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was like, I don't have to be an actor and wait for someone to discover me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's what Absolutely. actor, you feel so powerless it's as awful. an actor. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I can create because I have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. shut up. 
and I'm opinionated <laughs> and I think I'm funny and like, you know, and I love working with other women and mm-hmm. I love working with uh, like a lot of different people, but like I have the most fun when I'm working with women mm-hmm. just right now in my life because I've spent so much of my early comedy career working with, with only men. Yeah. It was, so if anyone feels like I'm being sexist towards men, I only worked with men for the first like <laughs> 15 years of me doing comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was time to balance those. Yeah. I got to work scale. Also, (gasps) so few women make it high up in comedy. I feel like improv has changed a ton in LA, but when I first moved to LA, there were not a lot of us. No. There weren't a lot. And also, I have a very distinct memory from from somebody who's now like an incredibly good friend of mine. But like my first week at I.O., which used to be the only place you could do improv, this girl confronted me and she goes, are you here for the improv or for the men? She just like squared <gasps> off. Oh, my and was God. Like, I've she's never like, heard that story. Why are you here? And I was like, I'm here for the improv. And she's like, OK, I just wanted to know. <laughs> Like things have changed a lot, but Honey, like <laughs> if you came for the men, the, the pickings are slim. Yeah, very Yikes. slim, very poor, very sometimes very funny though. So you yeah, know. they're funny, and yeah. if you can get one that is nice <laughs> yeah. and not just seems nice, but yeah, mm. yeah. So anyway, yeah, things are th- things have changed a things lot, but changed. I feel you. It's hard it, when you start your career in comedy. Everybody's a, everybody's a man, yeah, <laughs> especially ten years ago, yeah. <laughs> Um, there's so few like female directors out there too. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know. I just want to be doing more. Yeah, I yeah. want to be, I want to be in control. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to have someone else telling me like, yeah, I don't want to, I want to wait for someone to think that I'm good enough. Cause mm-hmm. I think I am right now mm-hmm. and I don't know how to like, all I need is like the ideas and the money. I'll mm-hmm. find the money somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'll steal it. Steal that money. Yeah. Fucking rob someone some money. Someone doesn't need that money. You yeah. need that money. People waste money that I, I the yeah, money that absolutely. you waste, people. Just Ugh. send it my way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything coming down the, is it pike or is it pipe? I think it's pipe. Pipe. Yeah. I'm really bad. What are those called? Those like turns Idiomatic of expressions? Yeah. I get them Whoa. wrong yeah. usually. I get them wrong sometimes too. Yeah. I'm, I'm really bad at song lyrics. I just make them my own to like all my favorite songs. Make it your own. Sometimes whenever I'm like, I like know how to use a phrase correctly, but I'll say it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Like I'll know the usage, but I won't yeah. know the pronunciation <laughs> of it. So... Or recently I said um, brevity instead of levity and oh. truly shot up in the middle of the night. Or the next day was like, I texted the people ah. I said it to. I was like, I said brevity, but I meant levity. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> I just want you to know that I know that. <laughs> and also those words, very close. <laughs> you didn't need to go faster. You needed to be lighter. <laughs> um, what were we saying? Yeah, what is coming What's, down the pipe oh, for The you? pike line? The um, pike line. Yeah, I mean, my friend Mark Rennie and I have written a web series for me and Julie Brister to star. I so love I just, this already. <laughs> I was supposed to start next week, but I don't have no money, so I'm gonna wait a little bit. Yeah, uh, and then I want to. Um, so hopefully we'll do that soon. It's about um, it'll be a fun two woman short series. Yeah, what's it about? I'm uh, so like I'm all in. I'm watching. It's about <laughs> um, basically codependence, um, yeah. and it's about. Um, uh, so Julie's character would have been a teen mom and I'm her adult daughter and we still live together because we're both kind of trapped in this relationship where we never, neither of us ever got off the ground. Yeah. I like that. So, uh, and that she's just vicious to me and she's so, Julie Brister is so amazing. She is. She's so funny. That I'm always like, I don't know how great of an actor I am, but I I was like, if I cast someone really good, (laughs) maybe it'll like, rub off on me uh, and so Mark, Rennie and I want to direct that ourselves but I think and we'll see maybe we can get a shot next week but if not we'll do it soon mm-hmm. and then I want to write uh, I want to write and direct my next project I want to do a short film because yeah, I feel amazing. like like I feel like with all this stuff, like this one is why there's so many white men who do it it's because they have money from somewhere who you know they have parents who like are helping out in some right. way and not that I've never had any no help. I've had Your help. Men write other men checks more easily. Yeah, yeah. They're just well. like I like yeah. the proof of concept. Let's do this. So yeah. like, so I feel like that's why that you do see like the Duplass brothers or you see people who are making it happen because they could yeah. at least afford a camera. And I can't. Yeah. I can't yeah. afford. Like I need a new laptop. I can't afford it. Like yeah. destitute people Venmo me. Um, but <laughs> mm-hmm. so. So we'll also link your Venmo account. <laughs> yeah, guys, I've been just like, I'm like, should I just beg for money? <laughs> yeah, I'm, why not? My cat was sick. People sent me money, and I was like, I should just beg for money now. Yeah. Um, 
But so like men get people to help them fund stuff and like women don't as easily. Or well women do, but like I don't I don't think as easily. I really don't. I mean I'm in a Angela couple... and I have been trying to make a short make a feature film for a couple of years and we met with some men who were like, Have you thought about having a man direct this? Because it'll be easier to get the money. They just straight up said that to oh, our faces. God. So... Have you thought about dressing, <laughs> trying to pass? Let's start going in drag. Yeah. To these meetings. Done and what done. if you, yeah. 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 Just like as drag kings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. I'll uh, try anything at this point. I honestly. know. <laughs> My name's, you could be Lindy. Yeah. I've met Lindy. a man named Lindy. Lindsay goes Angelo. both ways. Angelo. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay actually, oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's right. True. Yeah. yeah Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I met him once. Um, what? Yeah. Just, uh, I guess. I was, I used to babysit for someone who worked on SNL. So what? I was there and I saw him in Paul Simon. But yeah. So like, you just kind of have to create it yourself because yeah. people won't just – no one's going to just take a chance. Like like I said, I'm not young. And, I mean, I'm not old, but I'm You're not like – certainly not decrepit. But you know what? It's easy to be like there's a 23-year-old woman who's really interested in this and like let's give her a shot. And also mm-hmm. like she'll do PA work, whatever. She's young. Yeah. She can do it. Where I'm like I'm not there yet and I'm also probably not going to be the most cool about getting your coffee. I will if you want to employ me though. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And like I like, how else do I get jobs other than like creating my own stuff? That's like all I've seen from the people that I look up to, like Lucia, Paul, well, up, not Paul, Paul Downs, and Lucia Anello. And Lucia is one of the, I think, dopest women out there in the game. She directs Broad City. Mm-hmm. She directed Rough Night. She and Paul wrote it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've seen her just like be, she's just been making videos for years and years yeah. and years, and now she's like just a dope badass woman who's like, awesome. and she's reaching down for people. She's like trying to help women out, and so like that's what I want. But like I guess I gotta just prove that I can do it. Right. And I don't know if anyone's gonna give me an actual budget, but if I'm like, well, I'll fucking make it myself, because like I know already that I I did. I, we did that with one camera, and Nick and I editing it ourselves. Uh, we did it, and. And I think I could do it again. Mm-hmm. I know I can do it again. And I and I know that I can probably do every, like, you know, better than I did last time because mm-hmm. I know what we, I know the pitfalls we had last time. So, like, I can, not that I won't do some things worse, but I can do it. Yeah. I want you to do it. I'm excited. <gasps> it's crazy how see. money just really makes everything go around, right, yeah, guys? It really does. Having yeah. money is great. If you have it... Be really grateful that you have it. Yeah. And share some with us. Share some with mm-hmm. someone. Yeah. Or, or with someone that you believe in. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say, like, I've been very lucky that, like, while I wouldn't, like I said, my ship, I haven't seen it sail right in yet. But <laughs> people have been really good to me. And it's usually, I mean, I have friends that are, like, very successful. And they're great and nice. And they take me to dinner. Or, like, yeah. But, like, when it comes to, or, like, Nicole put me on her show. Like, mm-hmm. but I've had some people who I don't know at all just uh, strangers who took interests are some of the people who've helped me the most in my life. Hmm. So like, That's awesome. so like, keep that in mind, guys, yeah. as you're like waiting for your friends. Like, no, yeah. do something and let a stranger take interest in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love, I love that. that message. Did they talk too long. They talk about no, rape too much. Not at all. I would love for you to talk about rape just a little bit more. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're gonna really like what I have to say about it. <laughs> Um, it's don't do it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. That's good. That's my big stance. Yeah. 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 This has been great. Thank you so much for this has been amazing. having me. Yeah. And I just love the sound of your voice also. <gasps> yes. Oh. Tell us about all the podcasts you host. Oh, oh yeah. No, and we also have to talk about ghosts. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, do you have time for ghosts? No. Yeah. Okay. We'll just do a quick ghost. Okay, so I have two podcasts. One is called Cardition It. Which is on we're network sisters. Same network. We are on. I don't come. I just called it Clamfire Media. <laughs> campfire Media. Campfire Media. Clams like to set the, the fire um, for so, the campfire. <laughs> me and Jessica Jar- Jessica Jean Jardine and I host a podcast called Cardishionate about the Kardashians, who we love. Unironically, <laughs> we love them. We think they're like amazing. A, a cool matriarchal family that like we just deep dive into every week that. and they're like fucking like they are huge industry empires they like they're like him and Kylie and self-made they are self-made ladies self-made yeah. like they like yeah they are rich people mm-hmm. but like what what not to the level not like now. this Robert Kardashian yeah. did not leave them this kind of money no. and even Caitlyn Jenner did not have the money that she has now no. before she met Chris uh yeah. Houghton 
Yeah. Chris Kardashian. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's one of them. Uh, yeah. And we're very, we talk a lot of feminism <laughs> on there, which is really funny if you think mm-hmm. about that. But we we do not slut shame Kim. Show us your body, Kim. Yeah. I love Kim's body. I love her yeah. body. She yeah. loves her body. Kanye loves her body. I love that they love, I love that as a couple, he loves her sharing that with the world mm-hmm. as much as he loves enjoying it. Yeah. Because he's so secure and they're like, I, yeah. whatever that is that they have, I'm like, Damn, that's hot. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That I is, agree. That's a yeah. hot that 70s couple. photo shoot they did with their kid. I was like, yeah. oh, they're so great. Yeah, like, and they <laughs> fucking ride for each other, too. Yeah. Like, he is promoting her. She is promoting him. Like, yeah. like ugh, I love them so we much. We all need to get ourselves a Kanye. I mean, he's not going to always be easy, but boy, he yeah. will love you. Yeah. He, I mean, can't imagine that he's, a, you know, he's sometimes difficult, but <laughs> they, they are a love story for the ages. Yeah. Like, um, and then my other podcast is with Betsy Sodaro, and it's called A Funny Feeling. Uh, I think you maybe were here what some of our I earliest your, recordings. your ghosts podcast. That's, that's, that's the it. One. Well, you changed the title, I think, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's called yeah. A Funny Feeling now. Cool. Um, and we talk to comedians and celebrity types about their paranormal experiences. Oh, rad. I love it. Thank you so much for being this here. This was really fun. This was so awesome. Fun. People are be like, she's you. crazy. But hey, no, give me a job. great. Sorry, Dave, Becky. Do better. Just apologize and do better. Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, just get on it, man. Not hard. Um, let's. Shall we uh, say goodbye? Oh yeah, I have an outro that I, I wrote see. for us now. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. As always, follow us on Instagram at Welcome to the Clambake on Twitter at Clambake Pod on or on Facebook or call us on our hotline 657-243-3789. 657-243-3789. We've and, got some messages. We're gonna play them soon. And if you're interested in being a Clambassador. <laughs> Email us at welcome to the clambake podcast at gmail.com. There are trucker hats involved. And thank you to Campfire Media and our producer Ryan Counthouse. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. Pretty please. It takes 30 seconds. Okay, bye. Bye, clams. How do you like me now? Maybe as a chowder or on a platter with melted butter and tangy mustard in a cluster from the coast of California. A trust of luscious muscles bathed in the gravitational pull of the moon with a new batch coming soon. Fresh baked and tastefully welcoming you to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake. Campfire.